0: You got it? You doing this or yeah, something? Okay. Like oh, right, he I just slid right in. <laughs> I, I was going to start the show, but then I was like, "People are going to think Cattle's is out again, and yeah. the conspiracy theories theories are going to start flying." Becomes a thing all it's over. It's a whole thing.
1: I mean, we we had to deal with the thing yesterday. It's a whole thing. After you all had to deal with the thing for you know two weeks, <laughs> yeah. So I'm here. Rather I'm not here. deal with that thing, you know. Well, you don't have to because yep. I am uh, I'm officially here in That's the studio. Deal. With you on this Thursday, along with Rami Caddles and Rami Sacktown Sports. As always, we thank you for joining us. It is very much appreciated. And Rami, tonight is the night NBA Finals tip off. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Eight seed versus one seed. And I think the majority of people that you read and you watch and you listen to are picking Denver to win this series. So I ask you right off the top who you got and Why? I'm I'm not as, and we'll talk about this later. I don't
0: I didn't have as easy a time of coming up with this prediction or this pick as most people do. It seems like most people pretty easily go with the Denver Nuggets, and I I that's that is the way that I'm leaning, Nick. But I definitely, and I just talked about this with I.D. and Watkins. I definitely give the Heat a chance in this one, but ultimately. And I'm not. I didn't come up with this theory. I'm not. I'm not some like groundbreaking sports talk radio. Host. You're not. You sure? I'm not going to blow your mind with this. But short of a superhuman performance from Jimmy Butler, which we've seen during various p- parts of this th- these playoffs, yeah. Nikola Jokic is the best player in this series. Yes. and maybe the best player in this league. And more times than not, Nick, I will pick the best player in a series to win that series. Now there are there are exceptions to that. When I look at a team and I just see what maybe two or three stars that outweigh the one star or just an extremely deep roster that a team has that that can outshine that star power of the other team. And the Heat are good. I think the Heat again, we'll talk about this later in the show, deserve maybe a little more respect than what they're getting. I just I don't think that they can overcome that star power and I just don't know Who's going to stop Nikola Jokic? We talked with, uh, oh, man, Jay, who was your guy from Miami that we had on last week? Do you remember Do you remember his name by any chance? No? Pine Alphonse Sidney. Okay. Alphon Sidney. And he pointed out that Bam Adebayo, good defender, not so much when he faces Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Jokic and, has
1: had his lunch.
0: And that's, that's the case with a lot of guys who are probably pretty good defenders in this league. I just don't think they have an answer for him, Nick. I, I do not think they have an answer for him. I think this could be... A a finals performance for the ages for Nikola Jokic if he can take advantage of the mismatch that they're going to have down around the basket. I, so I'm going with the Nuggets, but I'm going Nuggets in seven, and mostly
1: because of the Joker. You know who has an answer or thinks he has an answer to who's, how to defend Nikola Jokic? Who's that? Of all people, Tristan Thompson. Here he was with uh, ESPN. <laughs>
2: Jokic MVP, you're not going to be able to stop him. you got to make it tougher. Mm-hmm. And for me, guarding him, it started meeting him early. And I mm-hmm. think you know old school bigs, coaches teach us, meet him early. Put a body on him. You see this? I'm getting low center of gravity because Jokic plays a lot of stand-up upright. So for me, always make him feel you. Push him off the of spots. RJ, every inch counts. See right here? Holding your ground, yeah. pushing him off his sweet spot. Mm-hmm. You know as a scorer, if you got to work extra hard, you're going to take shots like this. And that's fine. You live with shots like that. Mm -hmm. You body him up. He shoots a turnaround. What else? Same thing. Fight for real estate. Fight for your real estate early. And that's what I'm doing. Getting low center of gravity. Push Push on the spot. Two feet away from the rim. Dribble handoff. Not there. He's floating around now. Wants to duck in. Nope. I'm going to play swim move. How we were taught in Little League. (laughs) Now you go top of the key. Shot clock running out. Butter situation. Good Good contest.
1: Still calling him Jokic, by the way, so solid job by Tristan, who can't pronounce the man's name, who has won multiple MVPs, but I digress. Uh, look, I'm going Denver in six, and I'm going Denver in six for just several reasons. Number one, Denver's huge. They're a very big basketball team, and Miami is not very big. Now, they could play Kevin Love more, and they will play Kevin Love more, uh, but Kevin Love was played off the floor against Boston. So when you look at the depth or lack thereof, to Miami's size and see how big Denver is across the board, I think it's going to be a very, very difficult series inside the paint for Miami. This is a different animal than the Celtics. It's a different animal than some of the teams that you know we've seen Miami get through during this playoff run. The Celtics, for example, Rob Williams is not a, an offensive force in the paint. Al Horford is now a guy who strictly shoots threes for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dealing with the Celtic size is a little bit different. The Celtic size is at the wing. Denver size is pretty much everywhere. everywhere. So I, I think it's going to be a pretty I, difficult matchup for Miami in that sense.
0: I look at Denver sometimes, Nick, and they're so big. I'm like, who is playing what position out there? Because they got three, four guys that look like power forwards or centers yeah. on the court at any given time. It They are a huge, huge team. You're right.
1: Yeah, and you don't see that a ton in the NBA. I mean, Orlando has... A lot of size. You yeah. could pick some teams here and there, but the size of Denver, I think, is going to cause Miami some issues. And the size of Denver caused Miami issues in the regular season. And I know, look, it's the regular season. Things can happen. They play in different conferences, yada, yada. But that size is going to be an issue. Number two, I agree with you, man. It's Jokic. And Tristan Thompson could talk about dealing with swim moves and this and that and everything else Love under a the sun. Swim move. But Jokic just handed AD his took in the Lakers series. And now he's going against Bam. And you mentioned it, Rami. When you look at the numbers, Jokic really has no issue with Bam Adebayo. And I think if you're Denver, you're happy that it was Miami that won because the Celtics actually match up very well against you with their size. This is a matchup that goes to the Denver side of things, I think, you know, rather strongly. I give Miami – You know, the opportunity to win a couple of games because I respect who they are. I respect their toughness. I respect their shot making. I respect Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. But Jokic is the best player in this series, and I don't know how they're going to slow him down. I'm sure Spo has a plan. But the issue is when you try to slow Jokic down, he's not a selfish guy. He's going to find the open man. If you start yep. packing the paint, he's going to kick it out for three, and Denver can knock down threes. Or he might just pull up and hit a three himself Yeah, with when, that weird-looking shot. When somebody is draped all over him <laughs> exactly. like he did two or three yeah. times in the L.A. Chuck it from behind his head. And that leads me to my third point, which is just offensive versatility. And if you've heard me talk basketball before, if you've heard me talk about the Kings before, it's something I always pound, right? I talked about how the Celtics, they really kind of lacked – that diversity and and versatility offensively on a consistent basis against Miami, they relied on the three too much. Denver's not going to do that. Denver can beat you from three, but Denver can also pound you in the mid-range, and they can pound you down low within the restricted area. And when you look at Denver, they've been incredibly efficient inside the paint during this playoff run. They've been incredibly efficient inside the paint for most of this season. And if there is actually one weakness, Rami, to this Miami defense, it's that they've struggled. They've actually struggled to defend inside the restricted area, inside the paint. I would not be surprised if you see Denver try to pound these guys early and often and make a point, you can't defend us, you can't stop us, you can't even slow us down when we play down low. I do think I, I see a path to a Heat victory, though. Do you not see a path to of a heat victory? Of
0: course. I'm giving them a chance in this series, and that's, first of all, like I said, super If if the Jimmy Butler from the first round of the playoffs, that the guy who he was in that Buck series, because he was good in the Conference Finals, but there were also games, two or three games, and it's it's how the Celtics got back in the series where he looked human, he looked pedestrian, yeah. not bad, but just, he just looked. Okay, right. you know what I mean? In that buck series, he was I mean, I said he got body snatched by Michael Jordan the way that he looked throughout that series. If that guy can show up for for the duration of the series, night in and night out, I think that they have a, an advantage at 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 coaching. You talked about Coach Spo and and you're sure he has a plan. I'm sure he has a plan. Now, closer matchup between him and Michael Malone than him and, and Missoula yes. in the conference finals. But still, I, I give Spo the advantage. And then you're going to need the others to step up, man. You're going to need huge shooting nights from the Caleb Martins of the world and and these other guys who, who came out of nowhere this season. Bam bio as well and didn't come out of nowhere, first-round pick. But I'm just saying, you're going to need the others around Jimmy Butler, night in, night out, to, to show up. But yeah, I think, I think the Nuggets have both... The star power and the depth, and like you said, Nick, the, the size and the versatility. So I'm going Nuggets in seven. I think the Heat put up a, a really real—this isn't your typical eight
1: seed. One we, more reason. said that before. This is not your typical eight seed. One more reason I'd go with Denver's home court advantage. This isn't the Celtics. The Celtics have struggled at home the last two postseasons yeah, in just an insane way. And Miami won three out of the four games in Boston. I don't think that's going to happen in Denver. It's not just altitude. It's also just the environment. Denver's been fantastic at home. And uh, here was Coach Spoh talking about that altitude and playing in Denver. Uh, our guys
2: are in great shape. They're ready to compete. Uh, if uh, Denver wants to tip this thing off at the top of uh, Everest, we'll do that. Um, this thing is going to be decided between the four lines. Uh, you know, They also got to come back to Miami if we want to make it a, a, about that. We'll turn off the air conditioning. They got to play in 90-degree uh, uh, humidity, uh, sap the s-h-i-t out of their legs this thing is going to be decided between those four lines um and we'll decide it then
1: you know the whole 90 degree thing you also (laughs) have to play in 90 plus degrees if you turn the ac you're not allowed to turn the ac off like there's a malfunction where was it
0: san antonio where the ac went out and lebron cramped up remember that he had to be helped off the court because he cramped up so bad yeah but I don't think you're allowed to just turn off the A.C. for for a, a, an advan- a home court advantage. No. And yeah, you're right. You 90 degrees is 90 degrees to everybody. That that doesn't help you. Yeah. These guys are used to the altitude. It's a factor, man. LeBron James, to bring him up again, said it was a factor during the Western Conference Finals. It's a factor. I don't know if you've ever been hiking, Nick, and been up to, to a mountaintop. I have not. Been to a few myself. And I always heard about the altitude, and I was like, come on, man, how much of a thing can that be? You are literally like huffing for air, and it doesn't feel like you're getting it. You take big, deep breaths, and it doesn't feel like you're getting it. And you'll you'll get a little a little woozy and a little lightheaded until at least until your body adjusts. And it takes everybody. You know, it's different for everybody in terms of how long it'll take you to adjust if if your body can adjust.
1: It's a factor, man. It is an absolute factor. So both Rami and I have the Nuggets winning this series. Rami has them in seven. I have them in six. Turn what the are your AC thoughts? Off. What do you think is going to happen in the finals? Game one tonight, 916-339-1140. The text line, the phone number is 1-800-920-1140. Also, you can slide by YouTube, youtube.com, Sactown Sports 1140. Give us that thumbs up when you visit. We always appreciate that. And don't forget the website, sacktownsports.com Great content for you there as well. We'll get to your reaction on the Nuggets, Heat, your prediction. Also, we'll discuss a somewhat shocking development from 49ers OTAs in about 90 seconds.
0: Cattles and Robbie. Cattles and Robbie.
1: Sactown Sports. What were you doing with the thermostat over there? I saw you just thumbing Good. around.
0: Felt like somebody turned off the AC in here. I just turned it down one degree. Was it
1: Coach Spell? As he cackles? <laughs> See you later, Ace. <laughs> Not on my watch. Were you not
0: a little? I was a little warm. I've been extra sweaty lately. I don't know what's going on. Here. Yeah, yesterday I was gonna say you were pretty moist in the show. Yeah, for the first like fifteen minutes, half hour, I was, I was, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't either. I should maybe go see a doctor about that. I was, I would like
1: legitimate concern is what I would say I had for you. I yesterday feel fine.
0: I feel fine, other than you know, I feel gross because I'm, I'm so sweaty and all. But uh, no, I mean, I don't. No heart, pal- no heart palpitations or anything. I'm good. Let's not get nasty. I did do an especially hard uh, spin spin class yesterday before. I, so that could my body. Oh, you're doing the spin class been, thing, not huh? a class class, just a video on YouTube with uh-huh. the exercise bike. Yeah, went like, hard like Chris Verlad Went hard. You and Verlot going to bike together? I didn't know. I didn't know does. A, I didn't know Verlot does. A,
1: I just. I just started doing it side by side. Uh oh, it's gonna be a peloton. (laughs) You didn't know, like Verlot almost broke his back on his uh, on his bike. Yeah, that's right. Gotta take days off, poor dude. Damn,
3: we're dragon fools. (laughs) Two seventeen.
1: Our our guy almost uh, crippled himself. The thing just fell apart right under him, from what I understand.
0: (laughs) Ejecto sido, cut!
1: (laughs) Thing imploded.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Poor for lad. So maybe my, I just, you know, my my body temp and heart and rate. I See
1: a bunch of nuts just, and bolts. Pop pop, pop pop pop. Seagulls flying. <laughs> Chris ass over tea kettle on the floor. Why is people getting picking hurt himself so funny? up? Damn or, it!
0: Even, especially the people you love for some reason. People getting hurt. As long as you know they're
1: okay and they're going to recover. Yeah, I mean it's he just, survived. It's hilarious. He lived to tell the tale. Fortunately. <laughs> Thanks, Kawhi. Appreciate you. Uh Mr. All Red, by the way, in the YouTube chat <laughs> says heat and six. Heat and six. Jimmy Buckets wins MVP. I hope Jimmy Buckets, I love Jimmy Buckets. I hope he doesn't win the MVP though, even if they win the series. Because that was uh, high crime and misdemeanors to take that away from Caleb Martin in the Eastern Conference Finals. Caleb yeah, Martin should have won that MVP. hands down, not even probably. That was his award to win. Jimmy won it popularity contest with the media. Caleb Martin was the most valuable player in that series. If Caleb Martin doesn't have an out-of-body experience, the Heat lose that series in six games at least. Mm-hmm. He should have been the MVP. Uh, meanwhile, we'll get back to your thoughts on the series, Nuggets, Heat. Give us your predictions if you got them. Rami's got Nuggets in seven. I got him in six. Let's jump to some football here because, Rami, I-, I don't know about you, but I assumed, and you know what they say about assuming, mm-hmm. but I assumed that the Niners would have some competition, at least some level of competition on the right side of the offensive line. Colton McKivitts, obviously, at tackle. Spencer Bruford is the right guard. I thought that you might have some competition, but Chris Forster, the uh, offensive line coach of the Niners, spoke to the media today, and it leads you to believe that there's not going to be much of a competition on the right side of the line. First, here's Forster talking about McKivitts.
2: You know, Colt has uh, he's done a great job for us through the year. You know, through the years he's been here, it's, he's he's always had to fill in, in in short short spells and has done a good job for us. I think that um, I think that knowing the job's his coming into it and it's his job to lose, kind of although there'll be guys that are there to compete if he, if it doesn't work out. Um, I think it's is uh, also going to help build his confidence.
1: So Mckivitz gets the, uh, good old big vote of confidence from his coach. And then, uh, Forrester continued not only on Mckivitz but Burford.
2: Well, i tell you what, it's going to be exciting for him. Both those guys were in my office yesterday. Cause I wanted to give them both kind of the same message of, you know, you're not looking over your shoulder right now. This is your job. Now there's guys here. We brought in John Feliciano. We brought in Matt Pryor. We've got, uh, Jalen Moore. We've got, uh, Leroy Watson. I'm sorry. And, uh, uh, And and we've got these guys that are there to compete for this position. But the same thing with Spencer. I said, you know, Spence, last year you split split time with Dan, and uh, it was good for you. And and I, I would have hoped during the year he would have taken over the position, but he never really did. It was always kind of a nip and tuck between the two of them, and Dan had to fill in some games to other positions, so Spence ended up playing more plays. This year, boy, he has come back, looks like a different guy, carrying himself differently, the confidence level. I mean, the jump, it's, it is. It's It's true. The Between years one and two for a player, if they play, is the biggest jump they ever make.
1: You surprised how bullish they are on the uh, right side of the offensive line right now? I am, um, and more so, Nick, because of,
0: and we, we can't get away from it, what's going on at the quarterback position. Right. It's it's that much more important, that much more imperative that you get it right at O-line because of what's going on at quarterback. And first of all, just the sheer fact that you ended up on your fourth quarterback last year by the time you were in the NFC Championship. That tells me that guys were taking a beating who who lined up under center for the 49ers. And I know some of the pass block win rates and everything else don't look so bad for the 49ers last year. But man, your quarterbacks were getting beat up to, to the extent that you were down to Josh Johnson yep. in the NFC Championship game. That's just a fact. And besides just keeping guys upright and healthy. When you're talking about Trey Lance and Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy and a bunch of guys who don't have a lot of success, and in two of the cases, not even a lot of experience at the NFL level, those guys need all the time and space that they can possibly get to operate and grow into this quarterback role and be the guy, whoever it ends up being, be the guy that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and 49ers fans hope they can be. The fact that you're you're sort of just winging it with two guys that don't have a ton of experience or success at the NFL level on the right side of your line in front of three guys who don't have a lot of experience or a ton of success at the NFL level at quarterback is like you're 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 asking for problems there. And I yeah. said yesterday I give them a lot of benefit of the doubt, and I I do to some degree here, but you you are stacking problems on top of problems, or at least questions on top of questions. At, at some important positions here when you talk about the 49ers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that uh, there's no competition going on. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of camp competition, especially when you talk about the NFL. Uh, McKivitt's a lack of snaps. Guy hasn't played much at all. He's played one meaningful game in the last two seasons. To hand him the job to me as suspect, not saying he, he wouldn't have won it, but just to hand it to him as suspect. And Burford, look, he was up and down last year. And he's another late-round pick. When you look at the bread and butter of this football team, it's running the ball. And Burford, according to Pro Football Focus last year, his run-blocking grade was 49.1, which is not good. So he wasn't good blocking for the run game, which is what you would expect this team to lead with given the quarterback situation. And you're right, tackle again. McGlinchey wasn't anything incredible, but he was certainly serviceable, if not better than that. And you're giving it to a guy that's played one game in two years. So the lack of snaps, the, the lack of productivity, the lack of experience, just handing those two positions to these two guys is very surprising to me. I would at least, you know, have them fight for it. But the offensive line coach coming out as strong as he did, Chris Forrester today, uh, certainly seems like they're just running with this plan. And I guess, say, hoping for the best. I'm not in love with it. I don't even like it. So we'll and see when, if it works. When he says it's their job, don't look over your
0: shoulder, but we got this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy behind them, if if those guys were viable options, then those guys would need to look over their shoulder. You know what I mean? Their right. coaches wouldn't be telling them, it's your job, don't look over your shoulder. That means that they don't really have a ton of
1: viable options there. We've got an NBA Finals edition of What If I Told You. Remind you all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. I think I saw a high-speed chase yesterday on the highway. Really? Yeah, so on the drive into work, I saw somebody in a parking lot. Who seemed in distress. Yes. You told me that, yes. And there were several cops around Mm -hmm. that person. That was the drive-in. On the drive home, I'm driving talking to Kelly because Kelly's out of the state. And uh, I'm talking to her on the way home. And a motorcycle just flies by, which is not, like, unusual, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going probably 75, to 80, somewhere in that range. And then I see the motorcycle go all the way towards the right lane and then, like, just swerve around a car and go into the breakdown lane oh. and keep flying down. And then I see a cop, like, right behind the guy. And then the cop had to go into the left lane because he wasn't going to go down to the breakdown lane because that would have been bad for him. And I just kept looking, and they just kept going. I, was like, mm. I, I witnessed a high-speed chase once. And uh, it was kind of the same thing. Like I heard the
0: sirens, I saw the lights in my rearview mirror, and I pulled over. And this car just flew by me. And then one cop car flew by me, and I was like, "All right, clear." And then I looked, and three, four
1: more cop cars. just <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, I'd like to just share with everybody. Doesn't seem like it's fun. No, <laughs> no, doesn't seem would fun not, at all. Would not no. advise getting into Don't a high recommend. speed chase. <laughs> yeah. Would not recommend. Doesn't no. seem like a good time. Yeah. So that's just uh, my thought. They make for good TV. I can't lie.
0: They do make for good. But don't do it. All right? Yeah. Don't do it. We, we certainly do not
1: uh, endorse that idea. Absolutely not. I'm looking right at you, YouTube. Do not do it. But the drive in today, pretty boring. So hopefully the drive home, That's pretty a good boring. Thing. Yes. Make yes. your commutes
0: boring. Yeah. Sacramento. Yeah. We don't want too much excitement. I don't want to get in trouble. And have don't. people say I encouraged high speed chases. Don't do it. Make your commute boring. Yes, Stay and safe we're mindful. Out there.
3: We are mindful for motorcyclists here all, on Cattle all,
0: all motorists. Yeah, we love you. Yes, Rami is a firm
1: believer in protecting motorcyclists, the rights
0: of everybody out there on the roadway. Yeah, that's what I believe in, and we love you, and we appreciate you.
1: You done? Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, all right. Final start tonight. Game one. Nuggets eat. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Try to uh, make s- things right. Do a little, know? do a little finals edition. <laughs> the damage was done, my friend, weeks ago. Uh, gonna have a little bit of fun here, but uh, what if I told you uh, finals edition with JJ? Let's get to it.
4: Yeah, fellas, you guys had me laughing over here. Containing myself. here.
1: <laughs> Robbie was gonna start uh, ordering flowers for everybody who drives a motorcycle in the Sacramento area. Flowers. <laughs>
3: All right, Robbie, we'll kick it
4: off with you. Robbie, what if I told you that on July 1st, 2019, Mm -hmm. July 1st, 2019 is the day the four-team deal between the Heat, Clippers, 76ers, and Trailblazers, which was completed by sending Jimmy Butler to the Heat, would lead to Miami making the playoffs in all four seasons, including two final runs and an Eastern Conference run which they lost to Nick Celtics. What if I told you, you would say?
0: I would not have thought it's that crazy, Jay. And and here's why. I thought the marriage of Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, I've talked about this on the show the last couple of days. I thought it was the perfect marriage. I thought it was the perfect culture for Jimmy Butler, where people aren't offended that you're saying we're not doing things right. You know what I mean? Because pe- And look, there, there are different work environments, different cultures wherever you go. And they they didn't have as thick of skin in Chicago, Minnesota or Philadelphia for Jimmy Butler's critiques of the teams and the organizations at large. When he went to Miami, I went there th- there's a bunch of guys that won't be offended and will actually listen to what this dude has to say and and they're as competitive and as crazy as he is. I thought I saw this thing maybe not four playoff appearances in a row and two finals appearances but I did see this thing kind
1: of working when Jimmy went to Miami. I wouldn't have thought that it would work this well. Um, honestly, I just, you know, his time in Minnesota. And look, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan, but I still do not appreciate what he did in Minnesota. I thought that was outrageous uh, with the media. It was fun, though. And him yelling and cursing at the owner and the coaching staff and making it a circus. And then single-handedly orchestrating the media campaign, knowing when he did that in Minnesota at that practice, which was the practice that was talked about before he was dealt you know, ad nauseum by the media, he knew Rachel Nichols was in the next day. He knew she was in town. I mean, he orchestrated that whole thing. And Oh, yeah. He, he was, you know, he caused issues everywhere he went before he went to Miami. So usually when I, when I see that, I handle it with the old saying of, hey, if you keep having trouble with roommates, it might not be the roommates that's the trouble. It might be you. <laughs> and so to me, the first three stops, Jimmy was the common denominator. But... They surrounded him with the right guys. You're right, Rami. I mean, he has the right personality for that team. That team has the right personality for him as their leader. And it's worked out perfectly. Spo is the perfect coach for him Um, in in an alternate universe. I would love to see how him staying in Philly would have worked out, but we won't get to it. He was too hard on Ben Simmons. Yeah.
4: Whoops. Fellas, it's probably a Ben
1: Simmons problem. <laughs> you think
4: you're you're, uh, you're in a lovey-dovey mood today here, Robin? I see. <laughs> what if I would have told you, fellas, at the start of the playoffs, the Denver Nuggets would rank dead last in all teams who played in the postseason and opponent turnover rate eleven point nine forcing per game. Nick, huh?
1: Be surprised.
0: So they're last enforcing turnovers? They are.
4: Okay, I just wanted to clarify. Go ahead. That's a surprise. Shade under a 12. And they made it to the finals. They made it to the finals.
1: Yeah. It's a surprise. Because usually, I mean, teams that get to the finals, one of the, you know, bellwether things and stats that you look at in postseason basketball is turnovers. You taking care of the basketball, you creating turnovers, which in turn creates offense. So if you're in the lower percentile turning teams over – you would imagine playoff basketball, lots of half-court offense, you might not be as good as you want to be on that end of the floor. So, yeah, I'd say slightly surprised. Yeah, I would
0: be surprised. I would be pretty surprised, too, just because that's – Nick, we talked about it at the start of the Kings-Warriors series, and we we were given our keys, and I said shoot more shots than the Warriors. Yeah. Shoot more shots. That's all you got to do. And and when I expounded on that, what I meant was win the rebound battle – and win the turnover battle and and force the Warriors into being and capitalize the Warriors in, in on, on them being the team that they were in the regular season, who turned the ball over almost as much as anybody in the league. So that, that's often how series are won, is just by those extra shots. And the fact that Denver has done it with getting under 12 turnovers per game, that just tells you how efficient and proficient they are at scoring the basketball that you don't even need to give them more opportunities for them to outscore you over the course of four quarters. But I would be surprised for sure if you told me that, Jay.
4: Fellas, what if I told you that between CBS Sports, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report, The Athletic, and now The Cattles and Ramy Show, their hosts, reporters, and analysts have all picked the Denver Nuggets to win the (laughs) NBA Finals.
0: I wouldn't be that surprised, but... uh, I guess there is an element of surprise to that, that not one person through this. Through this playoff run that Eric Spolster Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat have been on. Not one person out of all those outlets that you just named, Jay, yeah.
4: has been convinced. I'll give you a caveat because okay. Eric Pincus writes for Bleacher Report and yeah. a couple other different okay. things. He was the lone person he picked the that heat. picked the Heat and Six. Shout out but, to Pinkus. Yes. <laughs> but
1: still, just
0: one they've convinced one person out of all partial those one outlets, person. Yes. Out of all those outlets, they've convinced partially one person that they could that they could win this. Series. Here's the thing, though. We always kind of fall in that trap. We're talking about 12 they won 12 playoff games, but man, when to you get here.
1: Here's what I—I I can't
0: stand the they narrative They beat the best of, team in the East in the Boston
1: Celtics and or the Milwaukee Bucks, however you look at it. I can't stand this narrative of when you pick against a team, it's like, oh, because you're a hater or you, you, you don't respect them and you don't like them. No. How about you just like the other team more? You think the other team's better? Is so like— we get all these stupid, silly, ridiculous narratives because all these debate shows. Oh, you a hater? Oh. Like, nah, man. You, you pick a. Se- you got to pick a loser. Breaking news, everybody. I think
0: it's working you have to pick a –
1: No, because you've got to pick a team to lose a series. That's how this works. Really. They both can't win. If I said the Nuggets were going to lose to the eight seed Miami Heat, what would people say? You're, You're a crazy. hater, man. Nicole Jokic, multiple time MVP. Why don't you respect the Nuggets? Denver's the 1 seed in the Western Conference. Blah, blah, blah. They got a home court advantage. Why are you disrespecting? The- we can play this game over and over and over. Get out of my face with it. I'm so tired of it. I really am. <laughs> because Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith yell on the TV and, and talk about haterade hate and all this other crap and whatever the hell they say. It's a joke you got to pick a winner. There's a winner and a loser. There's a scoreboard. That's how this works. I pick both. Because you pick a team to win. You're like, oh, that other I team. Think, You're saying that other team stinks? No. I think both You're saying I like win. the other team I don't in the wanna,
0: matchup. I don't want to disrespect anybody, so I'm going to say the Heat no, and no, the Nuggets. No,
4: <sighs> no, We don't NBA do that moment. here on the Cattles and Romney show, sir. <laughs> You on one side of the fence here, Mr. McLaughlin.
1: It's like when I it's like when I, God forbid, picked the Warriors to win the series against the Kings. It's like, oh, Nick, public enemy number one. Well. you, go, well, you don't you don't like the Kings? You're not respecting the Kings? No, that was just, a trend of you the hating Warriors the were Kings. We'll
0: hate, man. It's like Yo, an art form. It's just a that was a trend. There was a there was a pattern there, you know, of you hating. You don't
1: make things better. <laughs> At all. You you never do. You make things worse. Slowly. And painfully worse. <laughs> and enjoy it. You enjoy making pictures.
0: Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> do I have to do this? Do I have to give another disclaimer to the camera? Nick doesn't hate the kings. <laughs> All right. I
2: don't care. You should do some fact checking.
1: <laughs> people people can people can believe what they want to do. I, I couldn't care less.
2: <laughs> I could not care
1: less. But this whole thing of, you know, because you pick a team to lose a series, you're disrespecting that team is just it's so stupid. It's a little disrespectful. Makes no sense. I mean, you're calling people stupid. That's disrespectful. What am I supposed to do? Not pick a winner and a loser? You're so, right. I, you know what? I respect everybody. There you Hopefully go. everybody's happy and just enjoys basketball. I respect you all. Whoever wins, congratulations. That's Whoever loses, I feel your that's pain. What,
0: that's what you got to do. There you go. You nailed it. That's a lovable, j- squeezable name. That's, that's the best take you can have right there.
1: So I'll just get together and...
0: Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Hold hands.
1: Have Kumbaya. s'mores and have a good time. Hell oh, yeah. I'm mean, to have you over tonight. The world might be a better Kelly's place. Kelly's not in town. Really? come on by. We'll have s'mores by the fire. I'll we'll put the game on outside. I might take you up on that. And you know what? What's that? The good thing? Somebody's going to win tonight. <laughs> and we can cheer that team on. Both teams are going to win tonight. Everybody's a winner, Nick. You know what? <laughs> You're a winner if you have this life. You know, not a lot of people are born, Rami. I mean, you have a one in like... 30 billion shot of being born on this earth. So. Wait, is that an actual stat? Only one in every 30 billion
0: souls? Yes. Comes to <laughs> comes to creation? There's a lot of swimmers, dude.
1: I don't know the exact number, but there's a lot of swimmers. And if you multiply those swimmers by men in this world, I will tell you. Not great chance. Okay, Not a great chance. That so is, we all won at life. I
0: guess if that's how you're doing the math, yeah. You could have been one of the ones who didn't, you know. I respect you, Rami. Make
1: it to the promised land. I, I have the you. utmost respect for you, Nick Thank Gattles. You. That's... Painfully wrong because of how you handle things.
3: And a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you love me, me too? I
0: do love you all. guys. I love you. Sing along, Nick. You love me. We're best friends like friends. I only
1: know
0: the part, With you. a great big Hi. hug and a kiss from me to me you. To you. Won't you say you love
3: me too? Oh, that was
1: beautiful. It's kind of my hell right there. <laughs> what just happened?
3: That was really powerful.
1: That was sweet. That was really sweet. I saw fire behind the both of you as my world was crumbling down. And you See, sang that, all happy now you're in a being, weird Now way. you're being
0: a hater. You weren't being a hater by picking against the heat. Now you're being a hater. You know, we're just trying to spread love and peace and happiness and joy. Right. Simone and me and Barney and the crew, now you're being a true hater. Who's the crew? Whoever was singing in the background. (laughs) The kids, whoever that was.
1: Like the four tops? (laughs) Did Barney have the four tops? Barney's got backup singers, man. Barney signed a Motown deal? (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Now you're being a hater. Simone waited for one of us to sing, and then she jumped in. She did not want to lead the party. This is the cattles and Rami show. So we that should, is true. We should lead the way. You well, know what I mean? It's mostly been the Rami show for two weeks. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> Cattle's oh. out. So we uh You thought
0: about changing it to Rami and Cattles while you were gone. Should have. You,
1: you want to drive this? You can drive this if you like, buddy. You can you can drive it all that you like. Um I like it here. Yeah, we have a we we have a new we have a new approach after that last segment, I think. We just we just we love everything. We love everything we, we and, hope everyone everybody and everybody everybody's going to win. Yep. Yep. Everybody's going to win. Whoever I'm, loses this series that starts tonight, it. they don't really lose. I'm all about good vibes, man. They actually won just by getting here. They should be proud of that. Everybody's a winner. Yes. Right? Yep. You know,
0: only two teams make the finals, right? You know at awards shows they're like it's it's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
1: That's not a failure, not a failure. That's right. That's the way we should feel. I mean, when you when you think about the mathematical chance, you got like a 6% chance of making the finals for yes. an NBA team. If that. If that. No, you're it's just, actually six point six 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 six. I mean, if you're dividing it up equally yeah, two divided among 30. the 30 teams. Yes. Yeah.
0: But I'm just saying like most teams don't eat, in reality don't even really have that when you look at their actual. But then again, now I'm being a hater. You know, Yeah, I, stop. Hating. I am, I'm supposed to give everybody just as much a chance of winning a championship as anyone else. And, and by I, the way, why are I'm you sorry. arguing
1: with me about math? Like, that's that's kind of, you know. No, I wasn't arguing the math. That's mentality, I, too. I just, get the math you were doing. I was just saying, like. No, you didn't. You clearly did not.
0: I was just saying, like, not every team has, no, I'm the, same, on you for has the same on my chance <laughs> to win because of, you know, reality. But there I go again. You know, bringing up reality. Yeah, what are we why? doing?
1: Why am I doing that? I mean, nobody thought the Kings would win 48 games this last year. So that what are you doing? That is true.
0: That is true.
1: Keep the king's name out your mouth. Anything is possible. (laughs) Beeman comes in. He says, "I just hope both teams have fun." Me too. (laughs) I want everybody to have fun. Just one big fun experience, man.
0: That's all that matters.
3: Yeah. They could split the trophy in half. How about that?
0: Right down the middle,
3: Larry. (laughs) We get one spin.
0: We get one spin on this big blue marble. You know what I mean? Split split the Larry. Have fun and enjoy it. Split the Larry, Ob. Why not?
3: On a a big rock, hurling hurling, hurdling through space. To quote a great
0: philosopher, "We're here for a good time, not a long time." You know. Yeah, so uh, that's right. Enjoy.
1: <laughs> Simone and JJ have absolutely <laughs> lost it behind the glass. If you could see that right now. Oh God, what are we doing? I don't even know. I don't. I just I don't know. We're doing a show. That's what we're doing. We're just going yeah. along. Hopefully you enjoy the ride. That's all it is. It's not even Friday yet. We're this two- oh, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Wait till tomorrow. The three
4: day week, you'll lead to the week.
1: I mean, just wait until we get to like Fridays <laughs> in like a couple of weeks. What are we even going to talk about here? This. Over and over and over again. And act like we never did.
2: Like TV debate shows. Just keep bringing up the same stuff
1: over and over and over. Uh, so, by the way, I heard uh, while I was out, Simone had a very controversial tweet. Yes, she did. That upset J.J. J.J. and the
0: rest of of King's Nation, yes. Simone got canceled for a day. By the King's fandom.
3: It's very upsetting. <laughs>
0: it seems unfortunate. Remember when I told you Simone's aunt and cousins got booed at DOCO? Yeah. She, she got the equivalent of that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but on Twitter. Right, and I'm so
3: used to, I already said this, but I'm so used to positive interactions on Twitter, so I was very taken she, aback. She just
0: had to remind everybody. It was, what, the 21-year anniversary yes.
1: since since the the Robert Ori shot? Yes. Well. Highlight included? There might not be a better time to turn 21 for a moment like that. That is true. That is true. That caused everybody to hope they were 21. For those who that's been their entire existence as Kings fans, Mm. go have one. Go have one on the Cattles and Robbie show. Ernie Castillo says, everyone wins participation trophies. I think it'd be great if Adam Silver went out there after the series was over and just had 30 little participation trophies (laughs) handed out to everybody. And they went one by one. They all all lined shaped
0: up. like the Larry O'Brien, yes, just yes. little Larry O'Brien trophies. And everybody lined up and Silver just handed them out. <laughs>
2: and
3: it would be so tiny in their big hands. <laughs> that would be oh, cute.
1: I was going to say that. would be so cute. Wouldn't Silver's it? Silver's like long and gangly too. So like, yeah, just this little true. trophy that he's holding with his, his two index fingers, middle fingers, and thumbs. Oh, that's he's, small. Okay. He's just holding it like delicately and handing it to each player. Did you ever get a participation trophy? I don't no. think I did. No, i be, I, 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 if I, I did, was, I never uh, kept them. I'm too old for that.
3: Yeah, they definitely gave <laughs> that me That was some. the, uh,
1: that was like the generation after. That was, <laughs> yep, that was true. more Simone territory than yep. us. Uh, speaking of, it, uh, getting JJ upset, we're going to get JJ upset again. Let's do it. Um, and really this is Matt George's fault. So if Matt George is listening, which he's not, but if, if he was, you don't know that. Uh, I know that. It was Matt, a very popular Matt, show. If Matt, if Matt was listening, uh, to the program right now. JJ would have some very choice words for you, Matt George. But we don't have time for that. We don't want to. We don't want to sick JJ I'm a Matt jo- yeah. George. <laughs> mark, Mark, right, Mark, uh, because Matt George had Robert Ori on his uh, podcast this week, which uh, did not make one JJ happy. But uh, here's what JJ. Th- this is the God's honest truth. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm setting up this sound to play. And J.J. looked at Simone this and pointed, last week too. pointed to the board and said, you play it, I'm out. This yeah, happened last said, week, too. I'm with, not playing with, it. With the Robert Ory highlight. He wouldn't,
0: he wouldn't pull it or play it. He was like, I'm not going to participate in
1: this. Uh, <laughs> J.J., I am pulling, <laughs> I am playing.
3: You love a man that's steadfast <laughs> in his
1: truth, though. Yeah. I ain't pulling, I ain't playing. <laughs> All right, so here's what Ori had to say to uh, public enemy number one, Matt George.
4: I, I, was, I was very happy for the Kings organization. Um, I, I, I think De'Aaron Fox is a hell of a player. I actually was mad when the Lakers didn't draft him because I'm always rooting for SEC guys, you know, and and that, that arena is so electric. And the fact that they still use the cowbells because of Phil Jackson is amazing. I know what Bob Myers, that was a you know great clip with a fan behind him, you know, with the cowbell and he didn't even budge. <laughs> it's funny, but it, the, you know, the Sacramento fans are, are, are huge and they're, they're great fans. And you, you always think about franchises are in towns where, that's right, the that's only enough. show.
1: So he's giving you some
0: love. Isn't that sweet? That goes right along with today's show, doesn't it? Of the, yeah. the, the theme of togetherness and love. Our and, new approach to this program. Yeah. yeah. Robert Ori and Kings fans hand in
1: hand, right? What Heal. if <laughs> healing? Exactly. It, what if we had Robert Ori on as a co host <laughs> for like a day? That would be a punishment to JJ. JJ. JJ would have to produce. Nah, with JJ's, Robert Ori burning, in JJ's
0: burning a sick day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, he won't studio, be here. One hundred percent,
0: and I would not blame him. He is burning a sick day if, if Robert like, Ori is co-host. Think about with
1: Sebastian us. Maniscalco's stand-up bit he, during the first break. <laughs> JJ would run into the studio and he'd wrap around Ori's neck and he'd put his. Put his heels in his, in his junk. his like choking him out. I don't know about you. Been Became waiting, this. Been waiting
0: 21 days, 21 years for this day.
1: I try to breathe, Bobby. Try. You can't, can you? What is That's it? nice. What is this? Peace uh, offering, an olive branch. Snack exchange. What? Is, am I supposed to know something about oh, this?
0: we haven't informed you yet. We started a new oh, segment on the show.
1: Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect way to find out. Live on
0: air, baby. Live on air. YouTube chat. Thanks to Tone. Fridays. We have a snack exchange on the show. And then we Am have... I supposed to bring in a snack? You know, tomorrow, I think we have a plan for tomorrow, which is uh, we're going to order us a uh, Papa John's Cool Ranch Doritos Papadilla.
1: Oh, yeah. And we're all going to try it together. Is that the uh, DJ Khaled, yes. I, I created this yes. thing?
0: Yeah, that's the most annoying commercial. That's Well, that and the Heart Like a Truck commercial. I'm those fine two. with the Heart Like a Truck. Oh, my God. I hate it. I've almost thrown I, oh, my TV. Sorry,
3: I've ruined ruined everything we've built up. <laughs> that's I'm true. I'm so sorry.
0: That's a great song. Heart Like a Truck is it. a great, great song. I've turned the corner. Put it in more commercials. Louder. Louder, yes. That shrieking
1: at the end, I mean singing at the very, ah, chef's kiss. I want you to drive into the parking lot one day with that. (laughs) Playing that song. With a big smile on your face. With a big ass smile just waving to people.
0: (laughs) There's another one. They're trying to find the worst country songs to put in these pickup truck commercials. There's another one now, and I can't remember how it goes right now, but good Lord. All right,
1: so we love everything and we got a snack thing tomorrow.
0: Yes. Okay. We're going to have a. And you uh, love
3: that snack thing. Cool yeah. Ranch Doritos yeah.
1: Papadilla mm. from our friends at Papa John's. Don't see me eating that, but I'll, I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> we'll I'll, give the I'll review. I'll do the play by play. We'll give the review. All right, coming up are the Niners talking too much about their quarterbacks? Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports.